Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi everyone, Taylor here. You know at our podcast, we were wanting to center the perspectives of people who look like us and women as well as marginalized people who has been historically pushed to the sideline of conversations. So if you haven't already, we welcome you to engage through our Instagram or Facebook page by leaving a comment or simply support us by subscribe our podcast from Acast, Apple, Spotify and Google. It will make a huge differences to increase our visibility and centering the conversations we have from our pod. Enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, it's uh, it's Jesse. Hi, <laughs> this is Helen. <laughs> So that breath of uh, air is obviously one of exhaustion. Yeah, the exhaustion of the end of the year. Yeah. And we're finally and here. And suddenly, suddenly, Asian bitches down under is Asian bitches down under in the heat. <laughs> it's hot. It's really, like after almost a week of torrential rain, mm. maybe not torrential, but a lot of rain, um, it's finally clear skies. Yeah, it's amazing which today. Was, Love it. It's Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, um, uh, we were supposed to go to see the conjunction on Monday, but this, the conjunction is basically like um, the closest that Jupiter and Saturn will ever appear, uh, yeah. will have ever appeared uh-huh. in the last 400 yeah. years. Yeah. Andrew and I were supposed to go see that, but then it was raining like crazy. So yeah, it was very cloudy. That's a disappointment. We did see it last night, but yeah. we did see it last night, but it wasn't as close, but uh-huh. it was still like pretty amazing. Yeah. Like every time I see and so Andrew um has a telescope. It's quite it's quite a fancy one. And every time I see Saturn, every time I see Saturn in the lens, uh-huh. I just think, God, it's such a lonely planet. It just they the planets look so lonely out there. All the planets are lonely. It's... Oh God, I know. I just feel for them. Talk about telescopes. Yeah. That you do you know yeah. that you left yours at our place? <laughs> the one that you begged mum to buy when you were like what year ten or year twelve? Yeah. When I back when I aspired <laughs> to be an astronaut. Dreams that were like very lucidly killed by my mum <laughs> who said that my constitution just did not like my constitution, mom, yeah, to, yeah. Yeah. Well like my mum was like uh I can't like me and roller coasters, just like I go on a mini roller coaster. Uh-huh. Um, when I was like eight at Wonderland, mm. and uh, yeah, it just did not work. <laughs> I wanted to die. I wanted to die. Anyway, that was a bit of a, a strange entry point, guys. It's the end of the year. It's literally the last week of January. Sorry, December. December. <laughs> my mind is obviously. My dates. mind is obviously. Yeah. Yeah, so um, how has your last couple of days... So it's Christmas tomorrow, sorry, on Friday, um, and it's the 23rd. We're recording on a Wednesday. Helen, how have you been this week? Uh, I've been pretty okay. I think with the rain and with the breakout... Not breakout, outbreak. Why do I always mix the words up? <laughs> Shit, my friend laughs okay. at me in Chinese as well. I, I often really, like fumbles with the words like in a very strange oh, me too. <laughs> order anyway oh yeah yeah with That's the outbreak okay. in sydney so we haven't been going out the last over the weekend mm. and then like you said the rain as well so we've been pretty much yeah. at home but today i just packed everything in today i think because with the weather i really want to go out and 
my son Luke, he said that he needs to pick up the Secret Center present, which he was planning to buy over the weekend in city, but he didn't end up going. And then mm. um, I took him to one of our local nurseries, so he bought something for the person of the Secret Center he's going to give it to. Yeah, so you'll nice. see it on Thursday. I literally, yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Well, I just went, because my Secret Santa is Helen's <laughs> husband, which I'm sure he won't, like, listen to this before the no, podcast no. goes out, before he opens a present. But anyway, um, yeah, so I literally just went to Newtown to get his gift. Oh, that's nice. Um, I've been, like, so this episode, listeners, um, FYI, is um, when Helen and I, we're basically going to look at our best of 2020. So best books, podcast, films. I have to say, though, I have not seen a lot of films this year. Same. Yeah, I don't think I've For seen... For obvious reasons. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a lot of... Enough. Like, I've watched... Mm. Yeah, I think mainly I've been watched dramas and series mm. on mm. Netflix, but that's about it. But I do feel like I've read a lot more books this year. Yes, you have. we've just, you know, you can't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Books is just a bad thing that you can just sit by yourself. Without distraction, hopefully, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and also, Helen and I are going to finish off this episode by talking about, like, personal bests of the year, personal low points, and then also mm. what we hope to get or gain from 2021. Like, what are we hopeful about in 2021, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Everyone's saying, like, a lot of podcasts and, you know, people out there are saying, you know, having – there's a lot of content <laughs> out there about – people wrapping up 2020 and there's a lot of sentiment about COVID and Black mm. Lives Matter and, like, it feels like this world, this year, for me, what really feels quite pertinent and unprecedented is the fact that everyone seems to be remembering a very similar kind of low points and high points, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, as yeah. in point it's markers global. in the news. Yeah, it's very global yeah. what had happened. And... Um, yeah, it's just really interesting listening to other people's takes, you know, on like mm-hmm. what 2020 meant for them. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Have you been, have you been like listening to a lot of those kind of things, Helen? I don't think so. I'm trying to put myself away from talking about depressive stuff. Not that mm. I haven't been experienced to it, but I think with a podcast, I think the last two days I've been listening to. I mean, the last few weeks, I told you that I've been listening to this Asian comedy podcast that yeah, you yeah. really don't like. <laughs> you're oh, so what is stupid. it? Rice, rice, rice to meet ice. you. Rice yeah. to meet you. <laughs> it was just two Asian comedians. I just need something to put my mind off of shitty yeah. stuff. And they just, mm-hmm. they can make me laugh. I think that's essentially yeah. what I need. <laughs> comedy shit. Yeah, I, I think... um. A good life is the one that is filled with a lot of laughter. That's what I want, you mm-hmm. know? If I think to the the points, how I measure a good life or a good relationship is like, do you laugh with them a lot? Because I think mm. that is the sign of like a good relationship. If <laughs> if you guys come together and laugh, you know? Yeah, yeah. Laughter is like, oh my God, the best thing ever. I think you need, really, really need humour, especially at this time. Mm. Because you're just so tense throughout the whole year. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, with that podcast, I just feel like I think the first person that actually listened with me was uh, Aya, and this is actually mm. pretty explicit adult content in that. Well, <laughs> I just Aya didn't is care. Helen's like eight year old daughter. Well, she's turning eight in January. She <laughs> just, just doesn't okay. care. I just told her, uh, "Don't don't say those things at school." As she goes, "Yeah, I know." Because <laughs> <laughs> there's funny. like. 
pussy, penis, and <laughs> a lot of inappropriate anatomy parts. There's nothing wrong with like labeling anatomy parts if that's required in one's conversation yeah, as an eight-year-old. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, uh, Helen, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back with our first best of list, and we're going to start with books. Yes. Okay, we'll be right back. All right, guys, so we're back. <laughs> um, so, uh, Helen, before we launch into best books of 2020, I just wanted to give listeners a shout out to like talk about stuff that I've been reading. So I've been thinking since the conjunction. So Saturn mm. and Jupiter, the last time they were seen as close as they are in the sky was in like the 1600s. Wow. And that kind of made me think there's something special about looking at the sky and mm. seeing something that's something that Galileo had seen. You know, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. makes me feel like there's some sort of relationship that I have, I can have with him, even though he lived 400 years ago. I mean, actually more than that. Yeah. Um, 500, 400. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, this week I've been really, um, I've been really getting into Elizabeth Barrett Browning's poetry, especially her collection of sonnets called Sonnets from the Portuguese. Um, where she talks about her love um, and her feelings for and her courtship with Robert Browning, who's like you know a, a famous author, sorry, famous poet, um, and it's just really beautiful. Like there's this, a couple of sonnets where I was reading them the other night and I was kind of getting teary because it was it felt so special to be able to like connect with some woman who had lived in the mid 1800s, and then to mm-hmm. see that she also struggled with unrequited love. Or, like, not unrequited. Mm-hmm. She also struggled with, like, feelings for a man. Like, mm-hmm. there's especially this one line that I find really beautiful. It's at the last line of sonnet XVI. What's XVI? Is that 14? XVI. Or 16? 14. I think it's 16. 16. XVI okay. is 16, yeah. Um. So this last line says, um, she says, Make thy love larger to enlarge thy worth. So it's like this idea that if I love, for me, it says like, it means if I love greater, then my value as a human being will grow if I give more love. Mm. It's so beautiful. Don't you think? I admire you to understand the abstract, like ancient English language. Like, well, it's not really ancient, but yeah. That's really kind of. Romantic. Yeah, romantic ones, yeah. I I Mm. still have really like the difficulties of understanding them, like Shakespeare and things like that. Oh, I don't understand. So, so someone much needs to translate it for me. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's just like essentially like another language. I feel like. Yeah, me too. Me too. And yeah. that's okay. Like I still, a lot of Elizabeth Barrett Browning's poetry, you know, goes all over my head. But some of it, like that line I just recited was like, it's really beautiful and it kind of transcends time. Yeah. yeah. And like, I just think... There is no greater power than knowing, than like the idea that, like I'm I'm not deluded in my power. Like I don't think mm. anyone would read my work in a hundred years time, um, but I just admire the fact that I can read something written by someone who had lived like more than 150 years ago, mm-hmm. and that I can connect with her. Yeah, yeah. There's something really special about that. Yeah, it's something similar that we mentioned on our mm. um, mid-autumn festivals episode about Chinese poet 
Yeah. And, uh, there's a, a lot of essence and elements that they spoke about in their poems that still is very relevant. For example, yeah. love, um, yeah. how we miss each other and the yeah, exactly. homesickness for yeah. people who are traveling, things like that. Yeah. Mm-mm. Absolutely. All right, let's dive into our best books. Okay, Helen, let's start with best fiction. What was your best fiction of the year? I've read most... Oh, let me see. My fiction, I've got a list here. I think my best one, I feel like it's hard. It's really hard. I think I would say it would be between uh, Sayaka Murata's Earthling and Kinji Yonbon 1982. Mm. I know that Flashman is in trouble is pretty much high up there but I think Murata and Kinju Yon's book those two is pretty I think they will be my top ones for me mm, yeah mm. I really, both by really Asian women yeah both my Asian women really enjoy reading um, both of the books I think it's really relevant for Asian women in mm-hmm. a sense that they've gone out their way to pretty much write about the experience of like 99% of Asian women. And mm. it makes it like the expression they use in the book, you feel like it's just, if you're like they're using a very everyday language, but mm. you never thought about it to have it so plainly open in the book. And, and also it shocks you as well because they yeah. present a lot of the things that we felt or maybe we once felt that it's just normal. But when you reflect on it, when you're reading their book and the story, you truly know that the experience of Asian women are are pretty much just been oppressed. Hmm. You know, oppression is the word that I would use in the experience of Asian women of those two novels talking about the society's expectation of how to be a woman and being shamed and to mm. be ridiculed about a lot of things that feels like there's like like you what you you always say there's no a right way to be a woman, yeah, you know, in yeah. the Precisely. default society of men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I guess it's interesting. Well, you Helen's two picks were two Asian women. Mm. Um, I have picked two white women unintentionally. I go on about how much I like, you know talk about like reading minority writers and I do but <laughs> Helen definitely is much better Helen gets a gold star for that I get um an F probably haha <laughs> <laughs> um so my favorite fiction this year has I mean Helen mentioned Flashman Flashman was published two years ago I only read it this year mm. and that was the most monumental book I had ever read for since I don't know when it just really changed me and gutted me in ways I didn't know was possible. So that also happened with me this year with a book by Meg Mason, uh, Sorrow and Bliss. Um, And, you know, I talked about it on this podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, It's such a sad book. And, you know, Mm. I like I said to you, Helen, over and over again, like I have said, um, I measure a work of art by how sad it makes me. And this Mm -hmm. book was so devastating. But, like, in a good way. I like feeling sad. I feel Mm. like when I feel sad, it feels like a truer version of who I am. (laughs) yeah i like being sad being alone feeling sad and also i like being with my friends and laughing those Mm. are the two types of ways i like to spend my life (laughs) either laughing or being sad alone (laughs) yeah by yourself you mentioned that um you mentioned that flashman is in trouble change you in some way can you kind of elaborate 
why has it changed you or what what has it made you change? Yeah, um, I think what I mean when I say it changed me is is what I mean when I say that is um, it shook me to the core because mm. one of the characters, the main character, Rachel, she I saw so much of myself in her. Like she mm. ticked all the boxes. She tried to get like the doctor husband. She tried to like be the perfect wife, be the perfect mother. And yet in the end, she still felt shitty. Like she still ended up feeling shitty. And that... Mm. It just—it was so such a wake-up call for me because it made me realize no matter how much I try and tick those boxes, um, not I will never ever be satisfied with anything. I'll never be happy, like with, I'm I'm just a naturally discontent person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I I keep learning that over and over again about myself. But you know that's just part of growing up and becoming older. Like this great great Marion Milner quote that Helen Garner often um talks. Mm. Mm. about like it's something like um uh, oh I can never quote it but it's just a great quote something about how growing old you just l- learn and relearn that um you need to some truths in our lives just need to be relearned over and over mm-hmm. again yeah and that's yeah. just part of being a human yeah yeah and I think particularly for women because we're in an ever changing yeah society even saying that but there's also like a unspoken rules in our society that's very hard to change as well. I think yeah. when you're talking about um, Rachel, how she is perfect in every section of her life, but she's still mm. not happy because eventually that we know she's pretty much um, trying to fulfill what ha- the society or the environment or other people have expected her to do, but she never really, perhaps she never really asked what she wants herself. And it's very yeah. important as for women that we know what we really want. And I think we we keep talking about self-care and self selfishness. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it makes it really kind of like a contrast of the book that I've just mentioned, Earthling by mm. Sayaka Murata, whereas that character, she's just gone, gone out her way and doesn't give a fuck about the whole world, which is very strange yeah. for a Japanese society. Like the yeah. character in that book, she doesn't care. And also in Convenience Woman, Convenience Store Woman as well, it's another book mm-hmm. by her. Yeah. She doesn't care and she doesn't want to follow the conventional um, Japanese uh, society expectation for women. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wonder how, like if I ever get a chance to ask the author herself, is that, do you think that the character is happy? Like she just... Mm don't care about what other people think and she lives her own life like what's the priority of her her life what does she actually want to feel yeah what was she yeah yeah exactly yeah Yeah. it's a really interesting question well both of us Mm. both of our fiction picks are about women and about women who like subvert normality subvert the traditional notions of femininity and like question Mm. what it means to be a woman you know i think that's really Mm. interesting Mm. yeah just makes you wonder that question of what it means to be a woman is such a loaded question that feels like really pregnant because <laughs> like feminism is still so feminism is still so relatively new yeah exactly you know? if we think about the history of civilization and human mankindness mm-hmm. sorry person kindness <laughs> um at least in the west you know like yeah feminism is so, still so new so it's still such a uncharted territory mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. explore 
what women really what really it means to be a woman in today's yeah. society. It's so exciting. I really I really love yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. What about um nonfiction? Uh non fictions. I mean I wanna mention Girl, woman, and others, but I think that's not nonfiction. Was it? Oh no, 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 that wasn't a nonfiction. Yeah, but you feel like it's like small stories. Anyway, I will say yeah. uh, nonfictions because I haven't finished Invisible Woman. It's just mm-hmm. taking a lot of time to read it because there's so much data in it that I just need time to process yep. through. But I feel like yeah, nonfiction. Let's see, I haven't read enough nonfiction to compare. I feel like is all biography a nonfiction as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah. educator because I just finished it over the weekend. And also, I want to mention Bad Blood as well. Oh, Bad Blood. I read that earlier this year. Yeah, I read that earlier this well, year. By well. John Carreyrou. Yeah, that's one of the best books, in best written nonfiction books I've ever read. Uh huh. Yeah. It's about um, Elizabeth Holmes, Holmes and the yeah. Th- Theranos controversy. <laughs> yeah. It's it going to be a such movie a soon. good book. Yeah. Seriously, it is such a good book. It's extraordinary. I could not put it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um my yeah, my top nonfiction was uh Olivia Lang, who's one of my favourite authors. She mm-hmm. wrote The Lonely City. So she came out with a, a collection essay called Funny Weather this year. She talks about art, you know, it's basically collects all her essays from the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that was that was easy. I don't, I actually read a lot of non fiction. I read way more non fiction than fiction. Oh, however have you? Okay. Yeah, but however I couldn't think of any standout non-fictions this year like last year's non-fiction was three women hands down by lisa Tadato, <laughs> uh-huh. who who actually has a book of fiction coming out next june called animal and i have an advanced copy here in front of me so i'm very mm. lucky cool yeah and uh so yeah so the one that i mentioned educator because yeah. i finished over the weekend i don't know it's just very it's a powerful book i think mm-hmm. but at the same time like you know how there are stories that came out and then years later people debunk them? <laughs> yeah, right. As in right. saying that, oh, that never happened or they just yeah. made it up. It, uh-huh. I think it happened to a reason, very recent, the Daily New York Times podcast where they had like following like this ISIS soldier or something like that and now they've <gasps> been recently debunked. It's called oh Caliphate God. or something like that. Yeah, I haven't yeah, read Caliphate. the whole yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caliphate is like Caliphate is like one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. Yeah, but apparently that they're rebunked. I have to read the whole whole story. Apparently okay. they're saying that something that is not true and oh, the no. journalist hasn't really um, followed up the <gasps> You're kidding. The facts and things like that. And they they want it. Rukmini, I think the, the Rukmini can, well, yeah, her name was Rukmini something or other. Yeah, the podcast won a the award and they had to return mm. the award or something like that. Yeah. You're kidding. That is really embarrassing. Mm. Speaking of podcasts, we're going to go on to best podcasts now. My favorite actually is another New York Times podcast. It's called Rabbit Hole, which mm. Helen and I have talked about. Mm-hmm. It is extraordinary. Like I was reluctant to go into it because I because I just I saw that it was two white guys. I was like, "No. Nah, two white guys don't need my attention. You know, they've already got enough attention from the world." Uh-huh. But I don't know. I think I was running a few months ago and I was just like, "Okay, I'm going to put it on and try it out." And it is like absolutely, it just, it really shocks me. Mm. Um, basically, the the podcast is like five or six parts and it talks about um, the way um, YouTube converts people, like um, yeah, radicalizes young men. Who Actually, have not YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, not just young men, like people, young, young and Anyone, old. Anyone, um, yeah. Yeah, who, who are like, 
who are addicted to YouTube and like they talk about QAnon and like other sort of Reddit threads and like incels and mm-hmm. it just I was like whoa the internet is like such a dangerous place yeah it is it is so I mean, scary I I kind of di- dissect it into like three parts as in like the first part they talk about young people the type of things that young people would watch yeah and how they radicalize yeah the age group mm-hmm. and then um how the second part was about the older people like right, the QAnon, yeah. like yeah the retirees, mm-hmm. and then the the final part will be around our age, <laughs> you yeah. know, the people they're trying to radicalize. Yeah, yeah, and just very scary. I think. Yeah, I didn't. So I didn't. Scary. I I know about this kind of theme, but the more they actually um, interview a couple of people that really mm. believed those kind of things, and when you listen yeah. to them, like for example, the Trump supporters and QAnons, mm. <laughs> you just feel like. Oh my god, these guys were real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to also give a shout out to my favorite dude in the world, um, Pilot Club, <laughs> Billy Andrews Pilot Yay. Club. But yeah, I freaking love them. So, um, they basically, um, it's a show where two guys, like the most, cl- these two guys are the cleverest men I have ever met. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And so they talk about the pilots of new shows, and also they have an archive corner where they go back and look at a, like an old show, and then mm-hmm. review the pilot and. Just listening to them talk makes you fifteen percent smarter. <laughs> Seriously, just the way that they know, explain the and describe things. I know yeah. the words they use. It's like it's just so. It's like eating an energy bar and like boosting oh, yeah. your intelligence, boosting yeah. your brain. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I love them so much. And they don't go We're... out and really brag. You know, some no. people, yeah. some people brag about what they know, but they sincerely know and truthfully know what they're talking about yeah which is really nice yeah i know it's it's just that i I have so much joy when i listen to yeah any other podcast that you want to mention no your turn um i would say uh nice white parents also from new york times oh yep Mm -hmm. that was the one that you said that you recommended to me i really enjoy Mm -hmm. Listening to that and amazes me that how I don't know if I should say if it's overall Western education system because I don't I'm not familiar with the Europe education mm-hmm. system but it seems like it's very familiar about how in US and perhaps in Australia as well how the dominant or the majority let's say white parents are trying to you know the ones that feel more privileged and entitled trying to take over or to manipulate. Yeah how their kids get educated and then yeah. just trying to leave the rest of the minorities to say perhaps uh, the ones that need special needs or the ones that need different type of language supports, they just don't care mm. about them. Yeah. And they're, they're like, it's just very selfish. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a useful podcast to listen to. Yeah, to understand. You learn it's a so lot. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I the other ones uh, I also listen to Chinese podcasts. So the mm-hmm. the two main ones I've been listening to very regularly. The first one is Good Gay Pod. If you mm-hmm. if you understand Mandarin, I, I highly recommend those two. Um, this this two hosts JJ and Kai really really love them. It, it, mm-hmm. They're they're like Billy and Kyle to you to me. I think uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. So their podcast is they talk about uh, LGBTQI. Um, mm-hmm. queer subjects and mainly they'll be basing news around UK because this is a podcast based in UK 
And I just feel nice to listen to Chinese that is not just shouted at you. Because some of the podcasts, <laughs> they, they would just talk, they would speak really, really fast. Oh, okay. But whereas mm. like, I tried to pick the ones that would just speak really gentle and slow. Yeah, and the other one I've just picked up recently is also a Chinese Mandarin wine. It's called Jongpo Ka. Really expanded mm-hmm. my mind um, because mm-hmm. they talk about uh, funny sexual scandals in Taiwan. And huh. they also, they both, uh, one of the hosts is like, they, she started as uh, a book critic or reviewer, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she, she uh, mentioned one of the books that I'm going to order online. Mm. It's about a modernized way to talk uh, in discussion of Chinese literature. Oh, cool. And she reminded me one of the author, a Chinese author, who was born in the early 1900s, Lu Xun, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lu Xun, one of his first very popular work was called A Madman's Diary, Mm -hmm. where he talks about, he uses very colloquial Chinese. He talks about how he is rebellious, I think, about uh, Confucius ideas. Mm. And he uses the word 吃人, mm-hmm. as in cannibalism. Yeah. As in a lot of... he. I think he was talking... I have to go in because it's quite abstract. Mm. I think he's he in the literal training, translation of what he meant was that he felt like a lot of manners and the cultures of Chinese um, ideas is pretty much cannibalism because it's oppressing one another to try to conform. I love that. That's that's how I interpret yeah. it. So I have to go back and look at it. I think I really I will really want to read his work and mm. see what I can get out I of like it. I like that. Yeah. It Using makes sense. cannibalism. Yeah. As yeah, a yeah, metaphor yeah, for quite yeah, yeah. Yeah. For the way yeah. Asian traditional Confucius society has operated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's something that came out in the nineteen hundreds and you still have a lot of people that just follow blindly. Oh yeah, absolutely. The conservative absolutely. manners and mm, behaviors. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So let's take a break, and we'll come back with our best films, and then also how we felt about this year: personal highs, personal lows, and <laughs> yeah. what we look forward to in twenty twenty one. We'll be right back. back guys so Helen um my favorite film was really easy it's actually a film I saw recently at Dendi Newtown recently as in the last month or so Uh, it was the one um starring (laughs) Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis called Happiest Season which I think I told you about on this podcast yes you um, did yes it's a rom-com about um, a gay couple lesbians who one of them brings the other one back home and then you know Mm-hmm. Uh, chaos ensues, but it's like um, again, it was it made me laugh and it made me cry real bad. So um, mm-hmm. it's just the mm-hmm. most charming film ever this year that I've saw. Yeah, that was easy. That was mine. That's wonderful. What about you? What about oh, dramas? dramas? Oh, okay. Ugh. I'll just uh, yeah. Do you want to mention your dramas? Uh, I don't feel like what you watched. Like watched. Well, have you watched anything? No. Like oh, me? the best. 
No, Sex yes, and the City. We're, still we're in, we're in uh, season four at the moment. I think the best, the, the best drama hell. definitely I saw this year was a TV series called The Undoing, starring Hugh Grant uh, and Nicole Hugh Kidman. Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman. Yeah, yeah, it's based on a book by Jean someone rather. Um, it was so good. It was unbelievably mm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your turn. Yeah, movie wise, I think I've watched um, for me. This year, I think I watched a lot of animation. Yeah, Jesse's gonna get sick of me saying this. Because... Well, I don't mind if it's like <laughs> um, the Narwhals. Yeah. <laughs> you stuck at home with the kids, and there's really yeah. limited um, options that you can choose. But I'm glad that um, Netflix have released, you know, a lot of Studio Ghibli's animation this year. During the lockdown, you know, we went through all of them, and my favorite one will be. The one that has been less popular, it's called Princess Kaguya. You know the bamboo princess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think this movie is really meaningful. If you have you, you watch it as a child and you watch it again when you have some experience of the world, particularly if you're a woman, I think most narratives in this so-called much mature and ripe settings are exploring how patriarchy has damaged a certain group of people in the society. And also the mm-hmm. impact of the environment. Like, for example, with Princess Kagoya, the the style of the arts is very simple. Mm. But the story of how a young child, a young girl grows up and being raised to become like a proper, so-called proper woman, but she wants to break that shell and break that society of expectation. It's all mm. shown through the whole movie. And there was a scene that kind of... <laughs> I'm going to cry now. That really breaks my heart. Where she Uh just lost it. Where she was put on so many nice clothes, Mm. dressed up so beautiful, and she lost it, and then she Mm. ran out of the palace. Mm. Like, um, if you're going through, like, a mental journey like me, what I'm I'm having now, like, that scene really would, I wouldn't say break you, but you really feel resonate with it. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. You know, when when we were watching Doraemon when we were younger, like we watched yeah. for as a form of entertainment without much thought. Mm. But now, um, as an adult, you know that there's certain connotations in the film, especially in the animation film. Yeah, there's always yeah. messages. Yeah, there's messages behind every single and every single piece of stimulus there's you know mm. or story is what mm-hmm. i'm saying there's always some message or story yeah yeah i think you just have to, to set uh i think with princess kagoya you have to set through you have to be patient because i had some friends just told me that no they, they can't set through it because the art in princess kagoya is just too simple it's not very oh, bright it's right um very basic kind of like mm. a chinese calligraphy type of art so mm-hmm. if you set through it and you engage with the actual story, mm. you really feel mm. for it. Yeah. Mm. For me, for the dramas, I would say it's Brian Murphy's Wretched. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 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 That would be my favorite for the year. Yeah. Oh, I, I better really watch it, it then. Yeah. I really, really love it. It's so okay. interesting and so, <laughs> again, it's about fucking mental health. <laughs> right. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's really, really good. Yeah. 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 Well, Billy and Kyle, they reviewed it in the pilot club. Yeah, yeah. I listened to that episode. Yeah. It's very really good. Yeah. I think I, yeah, I yeah. can't be as good as, you know, reviewing. No, this. don't compare yeah. yourself with other people. 
fuck that. But it's just the whole setting of the um, drama is just so bright and so engaging, but at the same time, it's so violent and gruesome. And you think that no woman should be able to do that, but she did. And you always, it's always a, like a cliffhanger of thinking, what's gonna happen next? What what is she gonna do mm. in this kind of situation? Mm, yeah, mm. it just amazes me in every episode. I think that's amazing. I better watch it. Mm. So much to consume. Hey, yeah. I would also recommend another um, very, uh, recently out from, on Netflix. It's called Alice in Borderland. That's a Japanese drama. Okay. Um, if anyone has watched um, Battle Royale, do you know the Battle Royale movie, the Japanese one? Oh, it's okay, no. similar to that kind of dystopian, fictional, um, somehow surreal and weird setting mm-hmm. where you have to fight for your life. Mm. in the human society as in literally you have to kill someone else yeah Yeah, right yeah yeah wow ruthless all right we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to get deep and meaningful (laughs) and personal Mm. and talk about our sex lives just kidding (laughs) i think the only personal thing i'll tell you right now is the fact that my boobs hurt i think it's because my period is coming but my boobs boobs are so tender right now just don't wait i don't know if i like that or if i don't like that like when Mm. i go down when i like because I live on the second floor, mm. like, oh, my house, my room is in the second floor. When I, like, climb down the stairs, wait, yeah. descend the stairs? You can't climb down, can you? Anyway, <laughs> when I go down, I literally have to hold my boobs because it hurts. <sighs> <laughs> no, like, going up and down. That's nice. Yeah. That means your boobs are perky. Oh, that's Perky good. enough yeah. that doesn't drop. <laughs> 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 Am I going to add this bit out or I'm just going <laughs> to... No, I don't mind if listeners know that I have perky boobs. It's nice. Um, okay, we'll come back in a sec and uh, f- wrap up this episode. <laughs> okay, and we're back. <laughs> Just a change of mood. I'm talking about mood. Boobs. Yeah, from boobs to personal best, 2020. Okay, so Helen 2, uh, sorry, Helen Stenbeck, <laughs> what was your highlight of 2020? I don't know. Is it any highlights? I think oh, I... Come on. I'm happy with myself that I actually go out and seek help to do with my mental health. I love That's you. I love that. I and fucking, I really, I'm applauding you right now. Yeah, I really urge everyone or whoever yeah. that thinks. Seriously. Or if you doubt whether or not, you should go and ask a GP for help or just ask for therapist, you know, for advice. Mm-hmm. Like, don't help mm-hmm. yourself. Just go out and yep. get the referral and start yep. with it. Yeah, because yep. that's just uh, the longer that you delay, you know, the worse that it's going to become. No one's mm. going to give you any advice that's better than professional help, so I think. Mm. Like, mm. Um, exactly. I, I do feel like um, friends are okay that you talk about it and things like that, but sometimes, you know... I don't blame those friends who give shitty advice, you know, mm, but mm. when you're not a health professional for mm. mental health, they don't know how to give a proper advice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And my personal best was, um, I think on Monday, Annabelle Crabb, you know, her podcast, oh, yes. Chat 10, Looks yes. 3. Yeah. 
she named my book as her favorite, her favorite fiction yeah, book of 2020. That. that was Yay. seriously that is such a high because I fucking like um I all through my 20s I worshiped Annabelle Crabb. I don't yeah, like not did. worship her anymore. It's just that I've reached an age where I no longer worship anyone. Mm-hmm. But I, in my 20s I worshiped Annabelle Crabb and so it's so it was so special. It was a, such mm. a special moment for me to find to see that my hero um kind of like my childhood hero um mm-hmm. like say that her favorite book of the year was my novel like it's it's fucking extraordinary yeah i we was so her. flattered yeah seriously so flattering i only know her since that like, you gave me the book of wife drought, the wife drought and i kind of really like opened up all yeah. my shittiness in my anger. past yeah <laughs> exactly yeah exactly anger. yeah everyone needs to read that book seriously yeah it's so easy and it to read. So and it's just, yeah, and it's sub- it was published so many years ago. I think I read it when I was in uni. Yeah. If you're a woman, you should read that book, I think. Oh, absolutely. I think all men should read it, actually, Yeah, as well. Only if men will really want to pick up a book that has the title Wife on it. Yeah. Make it mandatory in high school, for fuck's sake. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Pushed Henry Lawson out of the curriculum and uh, put in... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what about low lights, low points? Um, Do you want to just name one? Low points would be probably with the lockdowns. I think mental health shittiness is mm-hmm. my one of my low mm-hmm. points as well. I don't know. I think parenting is probably my low points because I'm trying to um, balance. You know, I think it goes the same with a lot of parents out there this year with lockdowns and you want to have a certain discipline with your kids but at the same time you mm-hmm. know that the lockdowns you can't do much about it you have to free drench mm. them yeah i think finding the balance when you're parenting was particularly hard for me this year and especially when i mm. when you have a teenager at home yeah 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 i think my low point is like doing the same thing over and over again mm. that i what frustrated other people around me like, I won't, obviously, I, I can't really be more specific than that. But, like, being confronted with my shortcomings was kind <laughs> of, um, kind of, like, shitty. Mm. And, like, realising that I am not who I thought I was okay. is also quite confronting and, like, upsetting. But, you know, I'm trying to be more, and this is related to my next question, you know, what do you want in 2021? I'm trying to be more patient with myself, I guess, mm. you know? And, like, forgiving myself when I do err, when I do fuck up. Mm. Just, like, saying, you know, you're a human being. At least you're trying. But also finding the balance where you, like, half forgive yourself but also half bash yourself up so that enough so that you can eventually become a better person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I just came from – I just came back home from therapist before we start recording – there's something that mm. she gave me a couple of things to read to deal with my anxiety and my worries. And she also said, mm. it seems like that I have made a slight progress since the last time I saw her a couple of weeks ago of I don't, I don't consider how people see about me as that much. As in like, I just don't give a fuck. And I just have to let go of a lot of things that I cannot control. And yeah. the more that I... What's the word in English? Accept. Yeah, the more I accept what's just happened, you know, and then I just get, I'll get over it easier or quicker. Yeah. yeah. 
a lot of therapy is really just learning to teaching you how to accept the things you cannot change. Yeah, so, yeah. That's there's a true. deep maturity to that that I really, I really value, mm-hmm. and I would happily fork out two hundred dollars <laughs> for an hour for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Privileged Asian here speaking. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. yeah. Anything else? So mm. Helen, um, what what do you look forward to in twenty twenty one? Oh, twenty twenty one in a bigger environment or just personally? You think? Let's, let's just go both. Okay, How about personally, both? um, I'm look I'm looking forward to just continue this podcast because it really helped me a lot mm. to connect with people out there, you know, who mm. have similar backgrounds and resonate with our experience. I mean. We listen to our we we see our listeners sending in DMs and we feel mm. for them and what we share on our podcast you know they feel for us as well. It's a nice connection you know outside of a yeah. close relationship that we know that we're not yeah. alone. And apart from continuing the podcast, I think I will probably try to this this will sound a bit silly, but I I just want to improve my climbing skills. <laughs> that's not silly at all yeah and i'll continue yoga as well so you can make me i'll be i'll try to make you proud of yoga oh yeah hold you accountable i love it um i think what i look forward to in 2021 and also you know continuing this podcast with you um is uh trying to learn to be okay with being alone Mm. because like just being alone has always frightened me I'm always like searching for the next group of friends to hang out with or like be with because I um, I kind of feel more like I am, I just, I feel like the moment I'm alone, I have to write or read. Mm. I can't just chill mm. and just chilling makes me anxious. Um, maybe there's some part of me that feels like there's something wrong when I'm alone that I have to be with someone all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, I want to be okay with just being alone because, you know, I, like, I'm writing a book. I'm mm-hmm. writing actually several books yeah. at the moment, um, several projects on the go. But, like, for me, it feels really, like, it's hard for me to decide to sit down and just spend time with my own book. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had a choice to edit my novel or go to the beach with a friend, I would definitely <laughs> probably choose to go to the beach with a friend. And I don't know, I, f- I wish that I'm better... I guess in a way I'm I'm saying I hope in 2021 I'm a bit more self-nurturing and yes. not not fearing mm-hmm. this idea of loneliness because I felt I felt the most crippling loneliness in my 20s and I don't think it's a very useful um I don't think it's a very useful emotion and I want I'll do anything to steer it away mm-hmm. from me um but invariably when you write a novel you have to spend time, time just with alone. yourself yeah yeah I've heard like writers, have they have to, that. I've heard writers that they just, you know, barricade themselves in a room for several weeks mm. so they can finish something. Yeah. yeah. That's a bit scary. Yeah. I know. I just always want to be with other people. Mm-hmm. Even though you're an introvert. I like being around other people. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally an introvert. <laughs> mm. Let's talk about our top episodes of the year. Okay. Yeah. I think because we have been featured on Apple Podcasts, you know, Asian Bitches on Down Other, um, we only have been taken notice in November. Mm. And so here are our five top episodes from the algorithm statistics or data okay. report, whatever you want to call it. So our top one is actually language discrimination. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people, I, I know a lot of our listeners like to listen to our discussion on race. And yep. I think 
prior to our mentioning of on um, Apple Podcast, they the one about Kun the cheese, oh, yeah, the news yeah. are yeah that one was yeah. pretty much talked about as well. Mm. And the second top episode is ageism in Hollywood. I like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one was really good too. Mm-hmm. And coming in third is your favorite, the racist whiteness of cottage core. <laughs> oh my <laughs> that was god! A funny discussion. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. And uh, coming in fourth is asexuality and polyamory. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a really good discussion, I think, because we kind of you you ventured out to attend a workshop polyamorous. Uh, workshop yeah, that recently. was really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there's not enough discussion within the Asian community about polyamory and asexuality. Oh, yeah. yeah, people are still very confined in the idea of monogamous. A nucleus. Yeah. A yeah. Nucleus family a heterosexual. And all that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Heteronormative yeah. kind of relationship, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the top number five is the only tolerable suburb in Sydney, Newtown. Newtown, yeah, your where I gush about suburb. Newtown. That's great. Yeah. I really do love Newtown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't think of a better place to live in Australia. In Australia, yeah. <laughs> So to our listeners, if you haven't listened to those episodes, we encourage you to, to listen to them. You know, what about the white white man mm-hmm. Asian woman episode? I thought yeah, that was... those are older episodes, right? Okay. Yeah. So if yeah. you haven't listened to any of the older episodes, we recommend you to listen to it. What about you? Do you have a favorite or two episodes that you like? Um, I think I. Had a lot of fun in the cottage core episode. <laughs> yeah, that was that. Good. I think was, um, and um, the. I feel like I always have fun mm-hmm. when I when I sit down to record. Yeah. Um, with you. Um, obviously, I, I love gushing about Newtown. Um, <laughs> this this will and I I did say that it would be an ongoing series, and my next episode podcast in that series will be on Potts Point. It will be <laughs> when I make my way to Potts Point. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, but I just like generally have loved talking to you. Yeah, that's great. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's, I'm very lucky to have a sister like Helen where we can like laugh about stuff. (laughs) Yeah, joke about shit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And my personal favorite will be the one on Asians and mental health and shame. Mm. Oh, yeah. Those two are my favorite ones. I know it's not an optimistic topic to talk about, but I... Mm. And I also cannot say those episodes are very well organized because of our earlier episodes mm. and especially the mental health episode one. Do you remember <laughs> that we were contemplating whether or not we need to re-record it because it was just so messy oh, and we it? cried oh. several times during the recording. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. But surprisingly, we had good response from our listeners, like speaking mm. openly about mental health for Asians, by Asians, you know, and particularly like a couple of months after that episode, like I've been diagnosed with mild depression and somehow having this podcast, I can talk about my journey and also encourage others to seek help. I think that's, that's really important. Helen. That's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So should we end this episode? Anything else that you want to mention? I just want people to like really take it easy in the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like I went hard last week like, <laughs> bashing on people who, who like celebrations. <laughs> I really hammered it in. I was such a bitch. I was like, I fucking hate crowds. 
I fucking don't understand people who like New Year's Eve. Um, I still feel that way, but I, I have to say I acknowledge the fact that I was quite ruthless in my expression of how I feel about those kind of events. Um, but yeah, just like take care of yourselves, mm. be selfish, especially to the yeah. women out there. Put yeah, yourself yeah, first. That's true. Um, I think I'll just have a quick mention what we have in store for coming up episodes that we've been talking about a couple of weeks nice. ago. And recent days, uh, mm-hmm. apart from your Ports Point episode, <laughs> um, just see you want to talk about gender in media, the bias and the prejudice. And mm-hmm. I would, I've came up with a topic a couple of weeks ago on body image. Um, so mm. that will be hopefully in the early 2021 that we'll have those episodes recorded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been such a nice time, mm. Helen, this year yeah, with yeah. you. It's like unburdening my loads of like mental loads yeah. doing this kind of podcast, which is really good. Yeah. I'm going to have a nap now. <laughs> okay, that's great. Yeah, self-care, self-care, definitely. Well, once again, thank you to our listeners. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. We're now on Acast. If you have enjoyed our show, please give up. Give our podcast. Why do I every time I fucking yeah <laughs> fucked up? Yeah, give up. <laughs> Don't give up. Don't give up our podcast. I fucked up on that part. Please give our podcast a five star rating and share with your friends. We are now on Acast support. So if you like, please support our show by donating to buy us a coffee or a chai latte. You can find our updates on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Asian Bitches Down Under. We welcome discussions and feedbacks. So we'll chat to you next time. Yeah, stay next safe, week, everyone. I think it's our yeah. last episode, stay yeah, safe. for the year. But yeah. Yay, bye. Bye. bye.